Hello, extraordinary humans, and welcome to Inside the Mind, a podcast where we dive into all things NLP, mindset, and personal evolution. We are your hosts, Ali May and Jen Five Star, leading NLP trainers, coaches, and entrepreneurs who are committed to bringing NLP and timeline therapy to every home on the planet. Why? Because we believe that emotional intelligence, self-responsibility, effective communication, and self-mastery are the cornerstones to living a more empowered and fulfilling life. If we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello, you gorgeous, extraordinary, epic human being. We are jumping out of our skin to be here with you today. I am Ali Mae. This is the one and only extraordinary Gen 5 star. And today we're going to pre-frame first before we dive in. Today we're going into one of our edgiest episodes. Not edgy to us. Definitely not edgy to us. However, we have been around the traps long enough to know that this will absolutely be edgy to some of you. So we want to pre-frame to come in with, some of you are just going to be like, oh, this is hilarious. And some of you might be like, you might want to not listen to the rest of the episode. Some of you might decide we no longer resonate with you. You no longer resonate with us. And that's okay. And we just invite you to come in with an open mind mm-hmm. and open perspective because we want to share this in a deep way. Yeah, we really do. So how this episode came into existence, literally, all those comedians that like to make fun of the word, literally, Five minutes ago, I said to Ali, I said, what's a word that triggers a lot of people that we could unpack on the show? And first I went in my mind, I'm like, Gerard, in my head, I'm like, I don't know if this has got any legs. And then it dropped in. And then it dropped in. And so the word that we want to unpack for you today is the word cunt. Now, even saying that word at this point in the podcast episode, it will likely have reverberated something in some of you. It'll be just water off a duck's back. Some of you will use this word consistently. I know women that use this word consistently. I know teenagers that do. I know young people. I know older people. Yeah. Some people find it hilarious. I find it for me, yeah. it's got no charge when you can used to though. Yes. And this is where I would like to go with it. So for me, it has zero charge either. However, For me, there was absolutely a time in my life that that word absolutely had the most horrendous charge. I couldn't say it. I actually couldn't say it. I wrote it. I actually, I'll share this story with you because I did write about it in my book, The Power of a Peaceful Woman. I also say my book and I never say what the title is, The Power of a Peaceful Woman. So I wrote about this. Now, for the majority of my life up until about, I'm going to say 10-ish years ago, I couldn't say the word cunt. I couldn't be around anyone that said the word cunt. If I was a listener on this podcast, that I'd love this podcast for 50-something episodes and then I heard my beloved Ali and Jen say the word cunt, I would then literally go, oh my gosh, I can't listen to that podcast episode ever again. I had such a trauma in my body around that word. And this is why for me, I had a trauma around that word. So when I was a little girl, and I want to pre-frame this story as well, my brother, we've had a conversation about this. My brother doesn't remember this at all. And this is the point in me sharing this story because it is, it's what we make things mean that brings some kind of physical response or emotional response to words. It's the meaning that we've assigned to it. So I was a little girl. I was probably about five years old. I was the entertainer in our family. You know, I was the smart little kid. 
I would sing, I would dance, I would spell big words for all the adults and, you know, they'd all clap me and applaud me. We've already unpacked that story. However, this one day I was, we were at my auntie and uncle's sitting in the good lounge room with the good tea china, you know, the good teacups and saucers, having a very posh Sunday afternoon, afternoon tea. The kids were outside playing. This is like in the 70s, so I'm just going to give you a time reference here as well. This was in around the 70s, early 70s. And so the kids were playing outside and the adults were all sitting in the good lounge room having afternoon tea. Now, there was, my cousin had just gotten engaged to this really good looking dude. Now, I was five and I had a kind of like a crush on this guy. Now, I was outside playing with my brother and my brother and sister, and my brother said to me, he said, why don't you go inside and tell Graham he's a big cunt? And I'm just a little kid, right? So I'm like, great, this is going to be like I've sung a song or I've spelled a big word. They're going to be really happy with me about this. So in I skip in my, I can remember that this is how you can know if you've made something mean something because you'll have the detail of the memory. You'll have a lot of detail in the memory. My brother, no memory of this. I have all the details. So I'm in my little yellow dress with pink flowers and I skip my way into this lounge room and I stand in the middle of this circle of adults who are sipping tea out of Royal Albert teacups and I look at my cousin, put my hands on my hips and say, Graham, you're a big cunt. Now, I'm sure that you've probably spat your tea as you're listening to this episode as well, but certainly the adults in the room all spat their tea. All I can remember at that point was feeling the sting of a hand as it came into contact with my backside. So I don't know who smacked me, someone smacked me. And it was the most shocking thing in the moment because for this little girl, she thought she was going to do something amazing and something that she was going to be loved and applauded for. And in fact, I was smacked, not just smacked. I was smacked in front of all of the people that I loved. And I was smacked in front of the cousin's fiance that I was crushing on as a little girl. I can still remember the flaming, the heat in my cheeks as I ran from that room. Um, I can feel the tears on my cheeks. I ran out. I was so little I could stand on the back seat of our car. I remember standing on the back seat of the car and the adults trying to reach me. Now, I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember what happened next. I don't remember anything other than I knew that I would never say that word again, obviously, and that saying it had some sort of, there was shame around it. I had some sort of shame around it. And also I had another story that came from that as well, where I wouldn't do anything that I didn't fully understand in case people would treat me like I'm stupid, have that experience of being stupid. That was just like horrifying to me. So all that came out of that story and that word. And so for the majority of my life, I couldn't hear that word. I couldn't say that word. I couldn't be anywhere in the realms of that word. Now, if you've been on this podcast, you will know that we, Ali and I, hold the belief and the truth that anything that triggers us has our power. Anything that upsets us has our power. I've said this before. Show me what pisses you off. Show me what upsets you. Show me what triggers you. And I will show you where you're not free. So I was not free around this word. Now, for sure, some of you could say, why does it matter? Why would it matter? Well, for me, how I do anything is how I do everything. If I'm not free around that word, for sure not free around a whole bunch of other stuff. 
if I don't have the capacity to look at my reaction to the charge in my body around that one word, a four-letter word for heck's sake, if I haven't got the capacity to look at that and free myself around that word, where else in my life do I also not have the capacity to free myself in and around a word? Love that. Yeah. We just did a previous podcast on leading and following. And for me, this sits in the same role as that. It's a word. You know, this is not necessarily about the word cunt in this episode, and it is, and it's not at the same time. It's crossover reference. It's like, who told you that that word or who told us that that word is a bad word? So I remember when my son was growing up, he was very young at the time. And he said to me, mom, what's the worst swear word there is? And I said to him, I can't tell me, mate. And that was the word. And it's like, who decided that that word was the worst word? Now, here's the interesting thing. Well, here's what I find interesting. Mm. When I started deep diving into the feminine, I learned that, so in some books that I have read around feminine and masculine energy and around being woman, some of the women refer to our womanly parts as cunt. And for me, that was a little bit edgy when I first heard that. And I've got a few things I want to share here. And so I learned that the origin of the word was actually from the goddess Kunti, fucking goddess. Sure, she was an extraordinary goddess. And somewhere along the line, it became a word that was demeaning and degrading. Funny, interesting. That it comes from the word, from the goddess, Kunti. And someone decided to manipulate that word and make it a bad word. Now, I was just sharing with Jen before we decided to actually do this episode. I remember I was really angry many, many, many years ago when I wasn't as conscious as I am now. I was really, really angry with a conversation I had with somebody. And I got off the phone and I was with somebody else and I'm like, I was so angry. And very rarely would I use that word. I was so angry. My blood was boiling. And the woman I was with, she looked at me ever so calmly and she said, you know, as a doula, I choose not to use that word to talk about other people. Could you just explain what a doula is, just in case not everyone knows what a doula is? So a doula works with pregnant women and a doula will be there during pregnancy and a doula will be there when a woman is giving birth. And I think a doula could be there afterwards as well for support. So with a doula, it's all around birth and women that are pregnant. So she said, as a doula, I never use that word to talk about anybody else. And I was like, huh. And she said, because that is the most sacred part of us as a woman. And when I got that, I was just like, oh my gosh, since then, there might have been, you know, one or two times where I was a little bit boiled and might have used that. And then I quickly catch myself, like I've caught myself in that. So Jen and I, in our training robes, we go to a lot of edges, you know, whether you come to our two-day event or you come to our, our NLP training or you're doing something online or you're listening to our podcast. It's specifically in our rooms, though, with groups of people we do this. We haven't done this on the podcast. Not yet. So we will, it's become a thing that we do. We will actually drop the word shit cunt. Don't be a shit cunt in, during the training. And you can hear a the minute it said and we do it to shake up people's models of the world it's become a thing where we're like if we do that then there's nothing that can't be said in the room the people that love that word people that use that word the people that love shit cunt that love the word cunt whatever it is they laugh and find it hysterical and then the other people that don't use that word yeah that pin like it's you could hear it drop and what tends to happen is in that people start to loosen up a little and then there's nothing that's off the tape that's through that shock value. It's like everything goes in our room, which gives people permission to be all of themselves. It might seem like, oh, you know, that's a bit harsh or it might seem funny, depends on which side of the fence you want to sit. For us, it's about 
literally shaking up the model of the world so that we can access deeper parts of somebody, so that we can support people to have extraordinary change within themselves, their beings, their life, so that they can take that out and create an even bigger ripple effect in the universe. So yeah, I find, I love it. I think it's a great word. You know, there's so many teenagers now and young adults. I love that they use it as a, um, just a friendly gesture with each other. It's often with a lot of millennials now and not to label or but just to give reference to the age group we're referring to, it's often a term of endearment that they use amongst it. I know my kids often use the term amongst each other with their friends. It's not my son's friends too. Yeah, it's not a derogatory term. So here's the piece. So to circle back around on all of this. So if it is a word that you really struggle with, the invitation is to really inquire into what is it that you're making it mean about what are you making it mean about the person? Where is there a judgment in there? Is there a, whatever it is, what I can tell you categorically is it will have your power. Now, here's the thing. This isn't, and whether we're talking about the word cunt or whether we're talking about the word, or not even a word, whether we're talking about any behavior, anything, if we are in a situation where we cannot be with it, which means that we have the power to use the word or not use the word, do the thing or not do the thing, I'll give a second example here to illustrate this in a second, we're not free. So for example, if you were someone who says that you don't like to be in nightclubs, right? I hate nightclubs. I'm just embellishing here. This is not me. I'm just acting a role now. Oh my gosh, I hate nightclubs. I absolutely cannot go to nightclubs. I really just hate to go to nightclubs. Oh, the worst in the world. Oh, just can't stand it. You'd never catch me at a nightclub. So here's where I go with that. Well, that's great. And right now in this moment, the nightclub has your power. The word can't, if you can't say the word without shivering, has your power. Whatever the thing is that you say is you're rejecting in any way, shape or form, it has your power. Now, when we take back our power, it doesn't mean that you turn into someone that wants to go to nightclubs all the time. It doesn't mean you all that wants to say cunt to That's day. exactly right. It all wants to spin in a circle and chant cunt for the rest of your life. It's not that. However, you have the choice. You now have access to, if I choose to, I can go to a nightclub. However, I choose not to. If I choose to, I can say the word cunt. However, in this environment, I'm going to choose not to. The whole point in this episode is around understanding where we're not free with one thing, we're often not free with a multitude of things in our life. Where we are rejecting something in our life, we're rejecting a multitude of things in our life. And whenever we are in that space, we are not free. Not on the inside, not on the outside either mostly not on the inside. And for Ali, for me, for the work we teach, for being when you're in our training room, that is what, that's the ultimate experience and gift we want you to leave with when you leave from our training room. To take away the tools, the processes, the techniques that allow you to return to your own inner freedom every single second of every single day, no matter what is happening on the outside, you can return to your own inner freedom or your own inner peace, however you want to look at it, over and over and over and over and over and over again. Nothing has to change outside of you in order for you to be free on the inside. Now, to me, that's the epitome of being an empowered human being. And I say, 
question everything. Somebody told us that the sky was blue. Somebody told us that a tree is a tree. Somebody told us that the word cunt is bad. Somebody said the word fuck is bad. Somebody said that this is this and somebody said that is that. And for me, I like to question. I never like to lock myself in on anything. So I'll question, is the sky really blue? What if I want it to be purple? And who told us that the colors are green, purple, red, blah, blah, blah. What if it's a banana? I love to play this game with myself to not get locked in on things being so regimented and this is how it is. What if it was something else? And what meaning would I like to give it? And what if I want to start to see that the sky is actually orange? You know, and sometimes it is. What's a color it's not? You know, maybe, maybe purple. Yeah, what if I want to start living my life going, the sky is a really beautiful color of purple today? Why not? Because somebody told us that this is how it is. What do you say? What meaning do you want to give things? How do you want something to be in your life? And if as human beings, we can get outside of the societal box and actually look at things from a different perspective, we're going to open up to so much more magic within our lives. I mean, so much more possibility, so much more uh, creation, so much more becomes available to us when we're not just locked in and loaded on things. Yeah, I think the piece here is neutralizing the things that piss us off, neutralizing the things that have our power. And making meaning out of things the way we want to make them. That's like make things how we want them to be. If you want to start putting cunt in your vocabulary because, and you find it's a beautiful, colorful word and you want to use it for, you know, your friends, knock about, because that's what some people do. It's like, bring it in. It's a beautiful word and it's got beautiful meanings to like some beautiful meanings that people have given it. What meaning do you want to give it? Mm. And aren't you, here's a, another sort of angle on this as well. Would you not say it because what, because of what people would think about you? Here's my invitation. Drop it in a sentence. Drop it in a sentence. If it's edgy for you and you're not sure, drop it in a sentence. Boom. Because here's the thing. If you, the listener or whoever's listening to this podcast right now, so it would be the listener, you beautiful soul. I, <laughs> I kind of don't think of you as a listener because I feel like you're just here in this room with us. If you are choosing to decide who I am as a human being based on a word that I use, then I would invite you to go deeper with me. I would really invite you to go deeper with me and get to know what I stand for, what's important to me, what are my dreams for humanity? Because that word or any word doesn't define me as a human being. So don't allow it for you to define any human being. Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to that. Do we want to talk about the mugs? Thanks, Tracy Keller, for the epic mugs. And I think there's a little place to pause this one. Yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you soon.